The galaxy is burning. Brother fights brother, and treason splits the Imperium of Man. This is the Age of Darkness. Welcome to the Remembrancer's Retreat, coming to you from within the depths of the Vengeful Spirit. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Remembrancer's Retreat, a Warhammer 30k Horse Heresy podcast. My name is Jesse and I'm here tonight with Austin. Hey! So, tonight, there's been some potential leaks, player rule leaks, so as a heads up and as a uh, disclaimer, this may not be representative of the final product, but hell, we're going to talk about it anyway. It's true. Although, if if indeed it is a phase three playtest, um, it should be pretty well set in stone from what I understand of the GW playtest model. At least, at least the big concept stuff, right? The, yeah. The big concept stuff that we're talking about. Uh, some of the other stuff we're going to get into, like the special rules, those might get tweaked or anything like that. But the main things, and the main thing, Jesse, mm-hmm. is that this is damn exciting. I've been looking at these all day and I am thrilled. <laughs> He's been staring at them for six hours. They're just so beautiful. Yep. And especially noticing that at that rule book page there says 240. I'm like, holy shit. This is going to be a big book. I mean, it's a big fucking rule book. Well, how, <laughs> how big is, uh, like the, the core rule book, right? Like it, if it's from the core rule book, it's, it's going to be a hefty piece of paper, right? You know, the whole thing in there. You're going to have to have all the like Legion paint schemes and scenarios. Mm-hmm. I've been using my enhanced edition on my phone, so I couldn't tell you how many pages are in the actual rule book anymore. <laughs> but it's also a big hefty tome. But uh, what, man, you, yeah, I've been looking at these. I'm not sure what I want to talk about first. Let's talk about the simplest thing first that I think is a, is a massive quality of life mm-hmm. boost. And that's this new weapon skill yeah. table that they're talking about. Uh, <laughs> So, as all good men know, you can't hit anybody better than a three in current heresy rules, uh, nor can you hit anybody at worse than a five. Uh, Basic, you know, psychic shenanigans, legion buffs, all that aside, that's, that's your bog standard. And I've never been super thrilled by that. I love my militia and firmly believe at this point that they can go toe to toe with anyone. Primarchs should not be missing a third of their attacks against a regular dude. Yeah. They, sh- they shouldn't be. Yeah. And like GW's found ways around that, right? They've been giving people rerolls and all sorts of stuff. Which, Plus one to hit. Yeah. Which, which is fine as far as it goes, but like rerolls slow the game down. Like whatever you think about any given reroll rule. At the end of the day, it makes whatever thing take twice as long, right? Because mm-hmm. you do it twice. Uh, so the way this new weapon skill chart works is, you know, same weapon skill. You hit on fours just like you have since time immemorial. Right. And then if your weapon skill is better than that of your opponent's, you hit on threes, right? Just like mm-hmm. we've always done. But if your weapon skill is twice as high as your opponent – you hit on twos and that's amazing. 
and it's not going to come yeah. into play often, right? Like even most militia is weapon skill three, but you know, for your, your paragons of the legions, right? Like the primarchs, your praetors, special characters, even some, uh, like super fancy assault units, right? They have like, they have weapon skill six. Yeah. And suddenly they're reaving through my poor doomed mortals on twos. And that's just, it just makes me happy. Yeah. I, mm, the quality of life update. Number one. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. And I, unfortunately I, I've got literally everything else in front of you. Do you actually have that chart in front of you? Somewhere on this. <laughs> hang on. I got hand one second. Yeah, I'm all over the place right now. I'm currently sitting in the laundry room. <laughs> Why are you sitting in the laundry room? Well, Carol wanted to play video games. Oh, uh, well, that's fair enough. I mean, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to stop her. Yeah. Who are you to stop somebody from playing video games, you nerd? I am a wonderful husband. Let's see. Weapon skill. Yeah, I got it right here. So, let's see. On your basic four against four. Yeah, so let, let's talk, the, talk, talk me through the other side of that. What happens when your weapon skill is worse than your enemy? Okay, yeah, I'll just read what, what we got right here. Um, we all know how to make a hit roll. You know, I'm going to hit you. Roll your dice. Hmm. As a chart to the right shows, if the target's weapon, weapon skill is half or less than that of the attackers, they are hit on a two-up. If they are lower than the attackers but more than half, they are hit on a three-up. If the target's weapon skill is equal to the attacker's, they are hit on a 4-up. If it is higher, but not twice the attacker's, they are hit on 5-up. And if it is twice or more than the attacker's, then they are hit only on a 6-up. Yeah, that's a big deal. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Especially for us poor bastard mortal players, because suddenly everybody's hitting on 5s. And, because uh, it used to be 4s, right? Mm -hmm. Like militia, we're hitting space marines yeah. on f half the time. That being said, we don't know how, if things have been tweaked drastically or not. I mean, it's true. Like a, a marine might have a higher weapon skill. Militia might have a higher weapon skill. Who knows what this means, like model standpoint, but just, you know, porting it over onto ours, it does, it'll, it'll make combat a lot more dangerous. Mm-hmm. When, when you're outclassed by your opponent, right? Because right yeah. now, I can throw 20 mortals into a fight with 20 assault marines, and I've done it. I've thrown 20 of them into 20 world eaters assault marines, and knowing, knowing that that math, even if I lose, just like, okay, they're going to hit with half of their attacks, mm -hmm. or, you know, two-thirds of their attacks, and I'm going to hit with half of my attacks, and like, let the math go from there. But this opens up a much wider gap because suddenly, you know, they might still be hitting me on threes, right? Mm -hmm. That's fine. But now I'm only hitting them on fives and wounding them on fives. Yeah, things so aren't looking hot. Yeah. Like before, my militia were just as effective in combat, more effective even in combat than out of it because in combat, <laughs> I at least got my armor save, right? Right. And I was still hitting on fours, wounding on fives. Now, in combat, I hit on fives, wound on fives. That's not a great place to be, and it makes me want to shoot you more, which <laughs> which is what militia should do, right? Like militia shouldn't actively want to get into close combat with marines. Yeah, if if yeah, if poor B Billy is in hand hand combat with a goddamn space marine, something went drastically wrong. Exactly, and now 
you'll be able to recreate that on the tabletop. Yeah. Hooray! But I'm curious to see what kind of like banners and whatever type of modifications you'll be able to add to your uh, militia oh, yeah. list. Oh yeah. Again, this is all. We know nothing yeah. about the actual units involved. All conjecture, so, I guess. Who knows what shenanigans for? are coming out? <laughs> but but as you said, like before, you could have a D four and play play the assault phase, and now they're just they're using that whole six sides, and that's good. Mm-hmm. That's good. We like it. Yeah. So they brought the uh, eighth edition hit chart in place. Brace yourselves, everybody. Like, like look, I you know me. I'm not one I'm not one to talk up the current editions of 40k, but they have good things in them. Absolutely. Like any edition. They have good things. And and I like that and they seem to be keeping the things that work for 30k and that I like in 30k and are bringing up some of the the 8th and 9th edition stuff that seems to have worked well. Mhm. And just kind of sliding it in. Sliding it in. Also, Dreadnought's going to a toughness value. Toughness and wounds. Yeah. Steven's cries to the gods have been heard. <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> Allegedly been heard. Which is delightful. Something I've always been, you know, been hearing from other people since I started playing Warhammer back in the early 6th edition. Yeah, right? Because it's just a monstrous creature is just so much better than a Dreadnought. Yeah. Because that has toughness value and wounds. Yeah. You don't yeah. blow up instantly. And we've seen from the leaked vehicle profiles that like vehicles still have armor values and facings and all of that. Mm-hmm. And, like that's that's still intact, which I like. Yep. They also have what's called it, defensive weapons. Ooh, yeah, I saw that. Um and that and again, I I don't play enough like ninth or enough eighth. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cause I think with those, you can defensive fire with just every gun on the tank. If memory serves. Potentially. It's been a hot minute since I played it myself, too. Yeah. However, I'm going to, because I'm a friggin' Grognard guard player, uh, <laughs> say that this is a throwback to the old 5th edition Imperial Guard Doctrines Codex. Hmm. They had, in a white dwarf, a tank version of it. Like, okay. all tanks, all the time. Yeah. And one of the doctrines was defensive fire. Okay. And you could take Sponson weapons and Pintle mounts yeah. and shoot them in Overwatch. Yeah, and I feel like this is going to be something similar. Like your main battle yeah. cannon or things, you can't fire an Overwatch. But maybe your Sponsons, but almost definitely your Pintle mounted weapons. Yeah, like that. that's what they're there for. Right. You have the Sponson heavy bolters to shoot the guys trying to like run up and throw a melt bomb at you. That's what they're there for. That's definitely not... <laughs> You don't pick up the predator because, oh, but they got the, uh, you know, you know, twin linked (laughs) combi bolter on top. That's going to win the war. sexy, (laughs) right? No, that, and that's the thing, because that's been there Mm -hmm. for every edition I've ever played. Yeah. The only reason you put the pintle mount on is to have one more weapon option when you randomly select what weapon has been blown up. Yeah. That's the only reason. Yep. Unless you choose a uh, pencil mounted, uh, Combi melta or melting gun because that's just yeah. funny. Like that, that's an actual weapon. Yeah. But having it in defensive fire, especially when you combine it with some of the other things we'll get to, mm-hmm. uh, suddenly a lot more interesting. And speaking of predators, because we're, we're just going to, uh, there was a rules shown for the predators, which now they have an additional hole point. 
Mm -hmm. And what I noticed was the, uh, some of the weapon options have some new things showing up. The biggest thing that caught my eye is that the saber tank main battle cannons are now options for predators. So like the, uh, the Volkite Saker, the Neutron Blaster, and I want to say the Anvilus Autocannon mm-hmm. are all now like uh, Predator options as well. And I think that's really, really cool. Yeah, and what I, what I really liked uh, is that I can now bring my favorite type of Predator to the game. Uh, because so, so one of the things they've done is a lot of the, the like twin linked weapons, mm-hmm. uh, are now, are now Gravis, whatever. Mm-hmm. Right? So it's a Gravis heavy bolter or you can take Gravis las cannon as the turret option for a predator. Yep. So your traditional twin linked las cannon predator from 40 K has finally arrived. Thank God. <laughs> I would get those forge world models. For predators and here's a here's a twin link last cannon. It's like cool, great. Oh wait, I can't use this. What the heck? And also, um, uh, I don't have it in front of me, but I think I mentioned some about the Gravis is very similar to how twin linked in a way works with ninth edition, where you can still fire both, like you fire both of the uh, twin linked weapons together, yeah. basically. Like a heavy, like a twin linked heavy bolter and horse heresy now would be. You know, heavy three, but a Gravis heavy bolter is twin linked, but also fires six shots. Yeah. Zero fucking about. War crimes for days. I'm all about it. That sounds like a lot of fun. Any, like, anytime you're rolling more dice is more fun. Like, I'm not going to be honest. It's an orc player at heart. (laughs) War gamer at heart, I feel. (laughs) I'm, I'm pretty much there with you. Yeah. Like, it's, it's good. And I do like, because we haven't seen a lot of, Unit stats, right? Right. Um, but I do like that the Predator, at least, that extra hole point seems to be kind of a, a hey, we're we're putting out a lot more shots in the air. Mm-hmm. Be, be a little more survivable. Also, you can take them in squadrons of five now. That as opposed to three. <laughs> That'd be hilarious <laughs> if it is. Because, oh my God. What I, are you going to do? I mean, they might they might change the rules so a squadron can now shoot at independent targets or something. Uh, but what are you going to do with five predators, Jesse? What are you going to do? What can I do with five predators? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot you. You uh, you have an armored fist army, don't you? Yeah, yeah. I, I got the uh, the old iron wing formation. Although I have only three uh, three predators right now, but that's going to change. I think I got a few Mars patterns up in the closet. Somewhere. Battlegrounds has five or six lying around. Oh my right? god. Yep. Waiting for somebody to claim them. <laughs> and I've looked at them and been like, but they're twin link las cannon. That's dumb. No longer, sir. No mm-hmm. longer. Beautiful victory. Yeah. Um let's see, what else we got here? There's there's a bunch. It is We can talk about reactions. Oh my god, can we talk yeah, let's let's talk about reactions here. This right now excites me so much. This has been my most ah, enjoyable leak so far, which sounds really weird now that I say it out loud. <laughs> um, reactions. Yeah, so the the basis for viewers that haven't been paying any attention to leaks or anything like that, um, as we all know, 30K isn't alternating activations. It's I go, you go. And a lot of people 
myself included to a certain extent, feel that's kind of clunky, right? Mm -hmm. uh, after playing something like Titanicus, it's a bit of a downer to kind of wait half an hour for your opponent to finish their turn. Mm -hmm. Reactions are kind of a way around that. So it still looks like you'll be, you know, I do all of my moving, my shooting, my assault, done, your turn. However, there are now these things called reactions. Mm -hmm. um, it's kind of like a hybrid to the you go, yeah. I go, and... So any, any player, unless a special rule or other effect specifies otherwise, can make one reaction in each phase of their opponent's turn. And reactions, you can have special rules that give you more or other stuff, uh, either in all phases or specific phases. But for example, uh, you can, and you can't have more than three, right? Mm -hmm. So a reaction can be made with any unit controlled by the reactive player, uh, though in a number of situations, a special rule or condition may deny a unit the opportunity to react. The most common, so you can't react if you're pinned, falling back, locked in combat, or has already made a reaction. Mm -hmm. Which is kind of the, the basic, all of this makes sense kind of stuff. What gets good is there are core reactions. So during the movement phase, uh, a the reactive player, the person whose turn it is not, may declare a reaction if an enemy unit ends its move within 12 inches and has line of sight of a friendly unit. Uh, once the active player has completely resolved their unit's movement, the reactive player may choose to expend one of their reaction Reactions. Reactions. Yeah. Sorry. No, you're good. There's, there's a big phase three playtest <laughs> across the rules. So it, it threw me for a second. Yeah, no worries. Um, one of their reactions in that phase in order to have a unit they control that is within 12 inches of line of sight of the final position of the moving unit, either advance or withdraw. And this is so cool. Uh, advance, you can move a number of inches up to its unmodified initiative characteristic directly towards the enemy unit that triggered this reaction and just you go in as quickly as possible in a straight line. Uh, vehicles may pivot up to 90 degrees and then may move up to six inches directly forwards. Vehicles being able to do that. That's nuts. Yeah. Or withdraw, uh, which is exactly what it sounds like. Same basic requirements, but they must move directly away from the enemy via the shortest path. Up to their initiative. Yeah. Up to, uh, directly away from enemy. Yeah, up to. So you're not, you're not required to go the whole way back, just up to the initiative. Yeah, neat and thing to notice there is that, uh, in a unit with mixed initiative characteristics, like say you have a warlord in there, uh, you use mm -hmm. the highest unmodified characteristic. Yeah. So if you're rolling with like a Primarch or something who might have like an initiative seven, if it's one of the speedier ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just the the uh like <clears throat> right because uh -huh. there is some you know initiative not that it, like it matters it matters in 30k but it only matters in combat right close like, combat like, and yeah there there are some other times where it's like oh make an initiative check or be blinded but unless you're playing jason that doesn't really come up that often <laughs> um so it's nice that that that's like a stock thing and it yeah. won't save you, right? Like the other guy ostensibly is moving six inches. And if you're a space Marine, you're moving four, mm -hmm. but that's another four potential that he has to roll to get yeah. to charge you. 
but it could save you. Or, you know, move you out of its uh, firing range. Yeah. Or hell, even the other way, right? You're you're moving towards that militia unit uh, and you, you know, you did your basic move, you did your run, and then in their turn, the militia goes six inches backwards. Yeah. Right? Well, if they if they didn't get outside of 12, guess what? You can go another four inches at them to, to maintain that gap mm. and make that charge the following turn much more doable. That's true. They don't, you know, they move within 12 inches of you doesn't necessarily mean that they had to move 12 inches towards you. Yeah. Like they could they, be trying to get away mm-hmm, and you can mm-hmm. keep, oh. Or just like yeah. if they're just side scoot into, t- into cover. I do that all the time with my militia. Something nasty gets close. I'm like, all right, well, I'm going to hop in the difficult terrain because F you. <laughs> well, now you can get four inches out of that. And yep. maybe maybe hopping into the terrain is less tactically viable than I would. And we know. And when you, when you charge in this game, four inches is a massive difference. Yeah. How many four inch charges have you failed in a game, Jesse? Too many. Too many. Yeah. You and me both. Um, and we should point out again, reactions, one unit per phase. Right. Unless so. specified and no more than three units per phase. So it's not like the other guys getting a whole extra turn. Right. And no unit can do it more than once. So it's not like they can withdraw and then the next unit moves in and that same unit runs even further away from you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They can't do more than one reaction per phase. Yes. And, um, yeah, with that, and they do mention in like the first part of the reactions is that I get the impression that there will be plenty of ways to get more reactions. I I don't doubt, especially some of the speedier legions. Right. Right. They might get extra in the movement phase, whereas like Iron Warriors might get more in the shooting phase and World Eaters might get more in the assault phase. I, I think it's another level of complexity and... It's barely even complexity, but like another uh, layer of customization yeah, that I'm really excited for. And it's it's pretty simplistic, too. Like, right. Like it, you said it's a com- uh, complication and it – or complexity, and it is. But like go straight at the enemy, go straight away from the enemy. Yeah, I, I feel it's a, a hard very concept. A very tolerable, you know, for lack of a better yeah. word. But certainly, certainly worth it, right? Yeah. I can definitely live with this uh, added layer and – I was, you know, we know the previous set is kind of clunky, but this really adds to it, I feel. <laughs> I, I just noticed something yeah. in this reactions in the shooting phase section. So that's uh-huh. that's the two you can do in the movement phase. Right. Um, although these, these are, these are two the core generic, ones. the core ones, yeah. So other Honestly, armies might be able to do some different things. Legions will have their own customs things. I was just talking to uh, yeah. you and Steven earlier and thinking, man... Events down the future, you can make your own reactions, you know, as part of an event, and that'd be really, really yeah. cool. Yeah, it'd be awesome. But check this out, Jesse. Yeah. So reactions in the shooting phase. During the shooting phase, the reactive player may react when any enemy unit makes a shooting attack targeting a unit they control. Once the active player has resolved all to hit and to wound rolls, and armor saves are made, but before any damage mitigation rolls are made or casualties removed, the reactive player may choose to expend one of their reactions for the phase to have the unit targeted by the shooting attack either return fire or evade. 
So that's interesting. I didn't pick that up earlier too, but I'm assuming you're talking about the damage mitigation rolls. Yeah. Which, and that seems like eyeballing, eyeballing evade. Mm -hmm. It seems like they're, they're calling, uh, feel no pains, cover saves, at least cover saves, damage mitigation. Right. As opposed to actual armor saves. Yeah. Whether invulnerable saves would fall into that. Or not, I, I don't know. Hard to say. Uh, yeah, they might fall say. into both depending on what type of, uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. what type of, where you're getting that invuln save from. Yeah, that's true. Well, I, I think that's the thing of it. If, if invuls, they might classify invuls as like armor saves and then suddenly cover and all of that is a different thing. Or it might, invul saves might be their own special thing. Yeah. You know, like the invul save you get from being in like Terminator armor. Or is it is is a different beast than like being in a crater? Or invuln safe might be just encompass both of them, and it could just like yeah. yeah. But anyway, uh, so yeah, so let's get it. I'll, and I'm going to start with evade just because we've been talking yeah, about yeah, yeah. it. Uh, all models in the reacting unit gain shrouded five up special rule against all wounds inflicted as part of the shooting attack that triggered this reaction. Uh, if the reacting unit already has a version of shrouded, this does not stack or increase that rule. Um, and the reacting player may choose to use any one of the shrouded rules available to them. A vehicle that has suffered an immobilized result in the vehicle damage table, uh, any unit that contains one or more models movement characteristic of zero, or any unit that is not allowed to move in this turn for any reason may not make an evade reaction. That's pretty cool. So it's go to ground that doesn't seem to stop you from living your best life. Going to ground that doesn't suck. I'm yeah. sorry. Going to ground sucks. It sucks. It it's sucks. Rough. Nobody loves it. that six up save. Yeah. Thank you. Oh, I still lost everybody. All right. Hooray. So I want to take a little side tangent here because we talked about shrouded. I have um, uh-huh. in one of the uh, pictures here that talks about what shrouded is. Ooh, do tell. Yep. So shrouded X, you know, parentheses X for a number. Uh, the fluff text, the source of the darkness around these warriors matters not. Only a lucky shot has any chance of piercing the shroud that hides them from view. When a model with this special rule suffers an unsaved wound, it can make a special shrouded roll to avoid being wounded. And in parentheses, get this, this is not a saving throw, and so can be used against attacks that state that no saves of any kind are allowed. Thank you for spelling that out. Shrouded rolls may not be taken against melee attacks or against attacks with the ignores cover special rule. Roll a d6 for uh, each time an unsaved wound is suffered. On a result that is equal to or greater than the value in the brackets, the unsaved wound is discounted. Treat it as having been saved. On any other result, the wound is taken as normal. For example, a unit with a special rule shrouded 6-up would need a score of 6 in order to discount a wound inflicted upon it. Yeah, it makes sense. If on any unit this rule is presented simply as shrouded, uh, it counted as 6-up shroud. And last part here, this is a damage mitigate. Yeah, yeah. Excuse me, I'm getting all excited. This is a damage mitigation roll. Any model may make only a single damage mitigation roll of any type for any given wound. Ah, so it's no no longer you get Yeah, I like that. So you're either you're either getting your shrouded or your feel no pain. Uh, and possibly your invul. Who knows? We haven't figured yeah. it out yet. Um, but I like that a lot. So yeah, you, you get a five up cover save just for, for being, for being shot at. (laughs) And the best thing about it is 
you don't have to guess. Right. You don't have to guess how many hits or wounds or anything like that. You literally, you know how many men will die if you don't do it. Right. You know, it's not like going to ground where it's like, okay, this guy's firing at me. Um, yeah, I'm going to completely just, you know, hamstring my entire unit for that six up involve. Shit. He only hit me once. <laughs> right. This, I really like this. I wonder if evade, I wonder if they'll, uh, huh. I wonder if evade and jink will be combined together. Cause they seem very similar, but maybe jink well, will be a bit the, better. Here's the thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if Jink was a special then again, reaction. These are, these are the core reactions. So yeah, unless they make the bike a special reaction. Well, I mean, that that could be the thing. Hey, true. any model on a jet bike, you know, gets the Jink reaction. Or maybe it's, hey, mm. they get pl- treat their evade as four up instead of five up or whatever. Yeah. Uh, depending on how they feel about how they want their rules bloat to go, right? Right. <laughs> Do you want a whole new rule or do you just want to modify an existing one? Yeah. The age old quest. <laughs> but I know what you guys are thinking out there. Yeah. Living is fine, but I'd rather kill the other guy. Boy, do I have a thing for you. Uh, return fire. The reacting unit makes a shooting attack, targeting the unit that triggered the reaction and following all the usual rules for shooting attacks, uh, which is great. Because, again, it happens before you take any casualties removed. Yeah. So if you Fury of the Legion, my 20 poor bastard mortals, or better yet, you know, you pump 30 invulnerable saves uh, <laughs> into my 10-man Melta squad, mm-hmm. I I can kill you right back. Don't think I won't. So that, because that's, that's the problem. Yeah, the specialist squads, right? You'll have, oh, I got my 10-man plasma gunner squad. Oh, fuck. They just got, your your last cannon squad just blew them to shit. Right. And I didn't even get a chance to return fire. Oh, yeah. wait. It's a new addition. Return yeah. fire. Right? <laughs> uh, so you may not make any attacks indirectly, including barrage weapons or other special rules. With, and it says indirectly without line of sight. Yeah. Including barrage weapons or other weapons or special rules that otherwise ignore line of sight. And vehicles may only fire defensive weapons. So I'm I'm taking that to believe you can fire a weapon that ignores line of sight as long as you have line of sight. That's what I'm getting from that. Uh, template weapons may only be used as part of a return fire reaction if the target unit is within eight inches and must use the wall of death rule instead of firing normally. Units making a shooting attack as part of the reaction are considered to be stationary and may fire weapons of any type as though they had not moved. That is awesome. That is so good. That's friggin' delightful. Yes. You no longer God, feel like you're wasting your heavy support squad. Fucking Robbie's flamethrower's wall of death in me. <laughs> you know he'll do it. Oh, yeah. Ah, but this is cool. This really reminds me of classic historical war games. Yeah, you were you were telling me. Like it, I remember, it like, I feel like Altar of Freedom. Yeah, it's like don't get too close to them. Oh, they they shot at me. <laughs> yeah, and I do I do love that about a lot of historical games. Is that well, yeah, you you get maneuver and you can shoot, but he'll shoot you back. And right. Like, or also like the the movement where you can advance and withdraw depending on how you know the enemy is moving. You can react to that. 
Yeah. And I, I love this again, you know, you get one per phase mm-hmm. base. So the other guy's not going to keep shooting at you with his whole damn army. Right. Um, you got to make a choice there, which also it, alleviates. It nice. Yeah. It, it help also alleviates, uh, you know, what do they call it? Uh, choice it's paralysis. It's gotten rid of the alpha strike. Yeah. It's gotten rid of the alpha strike. It has. To a certain extent. It has. Uh, I mean, you have genius. to be in range, right? You're only shooting at the thing that shot you. True. Um, but, but you're still shooting at full strength. Like, it doesn't matter. Oh, you've murdered my entire Medusa battery via fuckery? Uh, I, yeah. I can see you, so I'm going to shoot you right, right back. You've got like a, you know, a five-man LAS cannon squadron up in a hill somewhere, and they get shot at first turn. Well, guess what? They got 48-inch range. There's yeah, nothing limiting, can. there's nothing stopping them from making a final stand shot before they get removed from the table. Yeah, exactly. I, I love this. I love this so much. Uh, and then there is the reactions and assault phase, and this is where it gets a little dicey. Yeah. Yeah, this is, this is definitely a big change. It's a big change. But so maybe it's a good change. The reactive player may react when any enemy unit declares a charge targeting a unit they control. Once the active player has resolved all charge rolls, whether successful or not, but before any models are moved as part of either a charge move or surge move, I don't know what surge is, but I have my thoughts. Yeah. Don't know either. The reactive player may choose to expend one of their reaction points to have the unit charge either overwatch or hold the line. So, and I want to, I want to pause before we get into the two things you can do. And talk about a surge move. Okay. I don't know what a surge move is. I have no clue either. I'm not lie to anybody. However. Oh, I wonder. Go ahead. I have my own thought too, but you go first. We're probably thinking along the same track. Uh, for those of you that played way, way back in the mists of time, there used to be a thing that when you won a combat, butchered all of your enemy, you could take that uh, consolidate move. Yeah. And if it brought you into contact with another unit, you were in assault. Yep. Yeah, I was thinking consolidation as well. And if the fact they're calling it surge and the fact that you can make an attack or an overwatch or hold line against that mm-hmm. does kind of sound like, yeah, they're, it's because they're about to attack you again or just attack you mm-hmm. in general. Mm-hmm. And I will say, if if we are right in our, our guess uh-huh. – Uh, That does take away the big complaint that people had about overrunning into combat. Yeah. Which was, well, now I can't fucking do anything about it. It just happens. (laughs) No, you can overwatch or hold the line. Like, calm down. And uh, that being said, I wouldn't be surprised if surge was a thing that only certain units could do as well. Yeah. Or, again, under under like very special circumstances. Like if you've killed literally everyone, like you're not having to run down enemies or something Mm -hmm. like that. Or if you're just, you know, red butchers or world eaters. Yeah. Like cataphracty probably aren't surging prices. Tartaros on the other hand. Yeah. Like nobody's so unpurposeful, but the Tartaros plate. Yeah. That is, yeah. That's another uh, good catch there. Yeah. Let's talk about it. So now overwatch, you can't overwatch with everybody anymore. Yeah. That's a big change. That's yeah. a very big change. And, and I mean, again, it's a maximum of three units, right? Right. You, if you get going to have one chance, you can do it up to three times. You, could, you might want to hold the line, but t- talk, talk to me through Overwatch. Yep. So Overwatch, uh, the reacting unit may make a shooting attack. 
targeting the unit that triggered this reaction, and follow all the usual rules for shooting attacks. A unit that makes a shooting attack as part of an Overwatch reaction may not make any attacks indirectly, without line of sight, including barrage weapons or other weapons or special rules that otherwise ignore line of sight, and vehicles may only fire defensive support, uh, defensive weapons. Again, that big green plate test in my way. Uh, template weapons used as part of an Overwatch reaction use the Wall of Death rule instead of firing normally. The unit targeted by the Overwatch attack may not take cover saves against wounds inflicted as part of an Overwatch reaction. Units making a shooting attack as part of this reaction are considered to be stationary and may fire weapons of any type as though they had not moved. Again, wonderful. It is wonderful. And I, I just noticed another interesting tidbit yeah. about new Overwatch. Um, it says, once an active player has resolved all charge rolls, whether successful or not. Yeah. Does this imply that you can have a successful charge roll, be overwatched, lose models, and it's successful no matter how many you lose as long as somebody's left? Because right now, you know, classic Overwatch, if you have a guy at 10 inches and your next guy is at, you know, nine, yeah. you roll nine inches for that charge and you lose that first guy in Overwatch, you don't make the charge. Right. That might not be a thing anymore. Yeah, they might say make the roll if you're successful after this has been taking place. Put them in together. Now, keeps because yeah, it it does say seem to imply that you've already determined it's going to be successful or not, yeah. even though it happens before any models are moved. Um, although I guess technically, depending on the actual wording of what a charge move is or a surge move is, now, uh, again, we're just we're just looking at a. What we can see yeah, in the we're window. We're just spitballing. We're yep. just spitballing. Uh, but I mean, the simple fact that not every unit can Overwatch anymore. Huge, mm -hmm. huge. Mm -hmm. Um. Also, Jesse. Yeah. I didn't hear anything about reducing your ballistic skill when you Overwatch. That is another point I, I was thinking about making and forgot when we got into other stuff. But yeah, <laughs> no reduction in ballistic skill. Fire your shit as normal as if you were stationary. Heavy weapon squads are scary to make a charge against, and quite honestly, they should be. Yeah, come come running straight at my 10 Laz Cannon, you fethin' Astartes. You're just 15-year-olds that's been gene-hacked. I've got a 16-year-old on a Laz Cannon. <laughs> Experience wins the day. Yeah, now that being said, so, uh, you know, armies are different. Obviously, and I was saying, you know, mm -hmm. you only get really, you know, one core Overwatch per turn. Mm -hmm. That being said, I'm trying to remember. Well, again, you're more of an assaulty army, but yeah. I might get into two or three combats per round mm -hmm. anyway. So it's not a huge deal. It's not. Um, that being said, well, we don't know, but I, I got says we'll I, be able to I'd get say, more than one for a lot of armies. For each yeah, phase. Like, I don't if, think that's going to be an issue. If you can pull yourself to having two reactions in the assault phase, you should you're going to get the majority, the option to overwatch with the majority, yep. the majority of the time. Um, but there's but, a, one yeah. last reaction there if you want to talk about it for yeah. assault. And Hold I, the I line. The reacting unit must make a morale check. If that check is successful and the enemy unit's charge was also successful, then that charge counts as disordered. 
Uh, if the morale check was successful, but the enemy's charge failed, then any other charges resolved against that unit by other enemy units in the cha same charge subphase must be counted as disordered. You'll love to see it. Now, that being said, I'm a little bit confused there. How so? So it mentions that, um, oh, no, no, it's fine. Never mind. <laughs> well, it says you take, so what was hanging me up was that up in the top near the reactions for assault. It says once the active player has resolved all charge rolls, whether successful or not, then you. Yeah, no, uh, just. Right, but the, the first part button. there says during the assault phase, the reactive player may react when any enemy unit declares a charge targeting the unit they control. So. Mm -hmm. Ooh, you're right. Yeah. Huh. So they declare, and then you would declare you're reacting to it, and then they keep declaring, and then they resolve. Right. Eh. So, not sure how to feel about that just yet, but we'll see how it goes. Hold on. Yep. Yeah, is is interesting. I got I got to run it through my head and see how it plays out quicker than you know talking on a podcast about it. But those are core reactions. And I think it's great. Yeah. And again, like this is the bog standard. There's going to be so many interesting reactions you'll be able to do with like Legion specific stuff. And another interesting thing at the top, it says the following reactions are available to all armies, regardless of size or faction. So that must mean that different sized point games might have different reactions available. And obviously the factions will have different, uh, Core reactions, which I think is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Like you're right. There may might be, you know, some Hazo Mortalis mm -hmm. core reactions or friggin' mega battle core reactions or whatever. Um yeah, very much about it. Although I gotta say, somebody is getting removed from the playlist. <laughs> like if, if this is true, yeah. Somebody's going to be removed from the playtest thing. Yep. Um, Abruptly. <laughs> there are so many ways they can catch you. Like, bro, did you think they were all had green phase three play test across it? I doubt that a great deal, right? Like mm. GW's not dumb. They got ways of figuring out who did this sort of thing. Um, but bless you. Bless you. And here's to Adepticon telling me what the hell all of this means. <laughs> yeah, real exciting stuff. Um, so we talked uh, about reactions. We touched on one or two of the new special rules, but I'd like to get into digging a little bit more. Uh, there's a uh, sniper. Sniper has changed drastically. And I think quite honestly for the better. Talk to me, goose. If a weapon has the sniper special rule or is fired by a model with the sniper special rule, all wounds inflicted by its attacks are precision shots. Wounds from precision shots are allocated against a model or models of the attacking player's choice in target unit, as long as it is in range and line of sight of the firer, rather than following the normal rules for wound allocation. Note that snapshots can never be precision shots, and attacks with the blast or template rules may never benefit from the effects of the sniper special rule. They've gotten rid of the four up to wound on sniper. They've also gotten rid of you need a six to hit to precision shot your your location you're right all wounds inflicted by its attacks you're right mm -hmm. no more sixes because i gotta say as someone who runs five-man sniper you know militia sniper teams uh -huh. 
it's such a pain in the ass. Like, yeah. I only have five shots. The odds of getting a six are not great. Less less than one, right? Like, mm-hmm. less than one a turn. Um, yeah, the amount of times that I desperately wanted or needed to kill a specific guy, and it was like, oh, well, I only rolled fours to hit. <laughs> FML, I guess. Right. Um, yeah, scout squads are going to be awesome again. Yep, yep. We might we might actually see scout squads. <laughs> yeah. I think I've seen a thirty k scout squad. I built a few models, but I actually never got around to painting them. I had them for years, just because it's yeah, like, well, why would I? Go. Take yeah, them? they're actually viable now. Things uh, dead sexy. Yep, uh, specialist weapon uh, looks like it's the exact same. Model fighting with this weapon does not receive plus one attack for fighting with two weapons unless it is armed with two or more melee weapons with the specialist weapon rule. Yeah, it, it's the same thing. Though I will say, uh, mm-hmm. speaking of specialist weapons, yeah, uh, the new plasma rule. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, so plasma is now AP four. However, now this one we will I will say doesn't even show up on an actual like printed. Piece of it's paper. true. It's it's the rumant. Yeah, th- yeah. This one's uh, right. just a rumor text. intelligence. Yeah, add slightly more salt to the mountain of salt you had while listening to this. Um, but it did it did claim that plasma is AP four, but if you get a two wound roll of four or better, uh, treat it as AP two. Yeah, right. It's like it's not rending. It's like uh, what do they call it? Pen- not penetrating. It was breaching. Yeah, breaching, I think it's a special rule they had. Um, Which I find very... Go ahead. (laughs) It's a great... I was going to say, I just think that's a fascinating concept. Yes. Um, Changing plasma drastically like that. As I say, it's apparently, you know, if taken AP4, they didn't mention anything of the strength of the weapon being changed. So still wounding on twos, but you need the four-ups to get those AP2s. Yeah. And honestly, I... Uh, it's a bit of it's obviously a bit of a debuff for a plasma weapon, but honestly, it makes it more interesting of a weapon. It does well, and and also just just the fact the concept is out there mm-hmm. means we're going to get more of a variety in weapons because you see, yeah. like how many friggin' weapons are there right now that are AP four, and you know the only reason they're AP four is that they don't want them to blow through marine armor. No matter right. how good in the fluff the weapon is, they they will be like, oh, well, we don't want another thing that'll just turn a marine into ash. Right. But now that you've got this, this breaching concept, you can get really kind of interesting with some of the weapons and get make them a little more a little more varied. Yeah. Uh, which I like a lot. You know, they're just throwing everything at the wall and seeing what sticks. And so far I'm 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 liking it. Yes. Oh, there is, there's one other thing we should point out. Mm. Uh, I feel like we are kind of running up on our allotted time. Yeah. Uh, the book itself. Uh-huh. There's a screenshot. Um, of the, uh, the undercover page, basically. Or yeah. the first page. Yeah. It's a loyalist. It's not Legio's. Um, like Codex Loyalist or something like that. <laughs> I mean, Are you it's, also it's a more for too. <laughs> I am. It is a more heresy. It. it is a more heresy name than just like Codex Loyalists. Yeah. Um, but it does make me very happy that perhaps we will see 
as we we talked about, I think just kind of amongst ourselves, I don't know if I've ever mentioned in the chat before, that what we'd like to see is kind of that day one drop of here's the rule book, and then here's a book for all the loyalist stuff, and here's a book for all the trader stuff. Day one, every legion has has all of their stuff ready and rock and mm. go forth and conquer. Uh, so like it's not a it's not like huge news, um, more of a, a happy confirmation. Again, provided any of this is true. Provided any of it's true. If if any of it's true. Uh, but if it's not true, G-dubs, is it too late to change your printing press orders and like <laughs> do some upgrades? <laughs> <laughs> ah, I'm trying to find that picture too. But yeah, it was specifically loyalist. So early, early rumors of them splitting into two separate books. And speaking of that, also... Not just two books, because I want to touch on uh, Psyker is a rule that I'm trying to find. God damn it. Where'd it go? Oh, you mean the, the lack of a psychic phase anymore? And not even that. You know, I, I was really prepared for this episode, but it did specifically mention things of like a uh, militia uh, HQ unit. And good Lord, I can't find oh. it right now. The this, Rogue Psyker? No, no, no. It was, um, yeah, it specifically called out militia. So that really leads me to believe that, you know, militia will be available day one as well. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would very much expect that to be the case. Um, same, same for, you know, Mechanicum, same for Demons. I expect everything that you've been playing with to be playable with, mm -hmm. uh, which I tell you what, it's going to make Nova 2022 a hell of a lot of fun. Uh, if this drops and everybody's got like two months to figure it out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It depends on when it's going to be released. Is it going to be a early summer release, mid summer release? Yeah, well, I mean, will it it's be even a, a summer release at all? I don't know. Maybe it'll be this Christmas. Oh, yeah, it might be Christmas twenty twenty three. Who fucking knows <laughs> And honestly, that's part of like you almost get the feeling that whoever's leaking this is just like, Jesus, fuck, this should have been out a year ago. Goddamn pandemic! I'm just gonna leak shit. I'm like, I'm gonna make GW pay attention to this. I'm gonna make GW tell me something. I mean, we're leaking the shit out of it. I mean, we saw the box art for the uh, for the new starter set a year ago, and we've seen. We've seen the screenshots now of uh, the new heads. Very exciting. Yeah. Yeah. I'm still, it's a weird screenshot. So I'm still it's taking It's weird to see Imperial Fists in Mark VI. It's true. Or the really, really, really bad print of the Mark IV on the Ultramarine. Like it looks like it copy and paste terribly, <laughs> but we'll see. It, it was a rough potato image to begin with. So. Yeah. And again, if it was a play test print, then. Because I'm assuming the book will also incorporate a lot of the fluff and stuff. Yeah. Similar yeah. to older uh, Warhammer books. Yeah, for sure. For sure. You'd expect it to like kind of lay out the, maybe even a little more than the bare bones of the heresy, right? Just like everything, yeah. all the major events that have been going on. Here's pictures of all the legions. Ooh, ah, look how sexy. Look at all that beaky armor. Mm, so much beakiness. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we we don't we don't talk a lot about rumors uh, here at the Remembrancers Retreat. Yeah, usually we try to but wait for a little bit more solid, and these seem fairly solid. Yeah, we're 
we're rating these with a medium degree of confidence uh, <laughs> based on our own demented hopes. Yeah. But it is fun, right? And now, now we're at that point in life where even when Games Workshop isn't giving us things, <laughs> we'll, we'll make our own horse heresy reveals. That's right. <laughs> Can't stop it now. Self-sufficient horse heresy links. <laughs> Promotions. Good Lord. But that being said, um, I'm going to pull some stuff up. I know we're kind of running a little bit short on time, so we won't delve too long, but do you want to talk about uh, your favorite tank in the game? Oh. My favorite tank in the game. Well, I... Uh, I did think long and hard about this because uh-huh. I think I think, I think we, we asked tank, specifically tank, not just vehicle. Right? No, no, it was vehicle. It was vehicle. Th- yeah. And that is two different things for me. It's okay. two different things. And, and we definitely got a mix of uh, answers on that too. Some were tanks, some were walkers, some were dreadnoughts. My, my favorite tank is hands down uh, the Malkador. I know it's a bad tank now. They've, they've <laughs> ruined it, but I love it. I love it and you can't stop me from loving it. Um, but that's not my favorite vehicle. No, my favorite vehicle, without a doubt, any day of the week, twice on Sunday, the Thunderbolt fighter for Imperial Militia. Mm. God, it is. One, it's a sexy model. Mm-hmm. Two, I have a conversions for all of mine that I'm very, very happy with. Uh, and three, it is just so damn effective. <laughs> and, and in ways that don't seem... I mean, like you guys all know, because you've you've had to deal with Jerry for like six years now. <laughs> like you guys know, but, but like on the face of it, you're like, oh, it's got a third hull point. All right. It's still armor 11, 12. Yeah, but everybody's anti-air is only, is like built to deal with two wound lightnings. Right. <laughs> so that third hull point means it's still flying around. No, well, it's only armor like 11, 12. Yeah, but it's got a flare shield. So fuck yourself, sky firing like auto cannon. I don't care. <laughs> it's got a six up invul save for no real reason I can think of. It just has it. <laughs> it can just if it's not a penetrating hit, I can just ignore it on a six up. And you think to yourself, ah, well, that's a six up. It's fucking. It's a formality. It's a formality until you save five of them in a row. Yeah. Yep. As I've done multiple times. Uh, and then the firepower it throws out is astonishing. Like yeah. the, the kinetic piercers. Only strength six, but armor bane. So 2d6 on top of that. I've one-shotted so many super heavies. Uh, I think of it six super heavies uh, that Jerry alone has claimed. Uh, and it's just, you get four kinetic piercers. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, you might have to snap fire the LAS cannons and the auto cannons, but they're all twin linked. Yeah. And then, unlike a lot of the fly, like unlike the lightning, for example, once you've shot all your missiles with a lightning, you just expect to die. And if you don't die, you've got what? A LAS cannon? Mm-hmm. Nobody cares. Yeah, like, nobody cares. One LAS cannon. Thunderbolt, on the other hand, has four auto cannon shots and a las cannon shot that are twin linked and hitting ground targets on a two up. That's concerning. That's extremely like, concerning. <laughs> like that's that's a bad time to anybody not in Terminator armor. Mm-hmm. Like 
and I, I just love them so, so much. And they're just so, they make me so happy. They make me so happy, Jesse. Yeah. So they, they are eternally my favorite vehicle in 30K. There you go. How about you? So my favorite tank is um, a fairly recent one, but I have fallen in love with the Saber Strike tank. There's something about this that when I first got that kit, it reminded me of all the fun of a Dreadnought, because I love Dreadnoughts too. Mm -hmm. But the customization, having all the different loadouts, and it's just this nice, fun, solid, small block of resin that you can just mix and match, magnetize. You put four, effectively, you know, hunter-killer missiles on the sides. It is goofy, it is speedy, and I love it. You can put a neutron blaster on it to just shake vehicles up for hilarity. Mm -hmm. It has a Volkite Saker and you can throw on another uh, heavy Volkite weapon and you have like 10 strength six Volkite shots in one go. You pair it up. Oh, it's a war crime. And it's just a lot of fun. I just love the design. And yeah. It is one of the best looking tanks in the game. It really is. Yeah. And then there's the Falchion. I, I fucking love the Falchion too. <laughs> Wonder what they're going to do with strength D weapons in this game, in this upcoming game. We'll see. Yeah, but um, we'll find out. Yep. Yeah. That being said, I'm going to run through some of the stuff that we have on Facebook and Instagram. You can find us at RR30K Podcast. Some uh, responses, quite a few responses. And I was going to try to do my best and pick out my favorites, but honestly, everyone really put it in there with good reasons of why they enjoy it. So I'm going to... I will judge them mercilessly All as right. you read them off. Here we go. Arch Magos, the Ulator Ordinatus Minoris Macro Engine. Because its rules are batshit crazy, firing a 7-inch wide beam 72 inches long that hits everything, including flyers. The gun is also a primary weapon, armor bane, instant death, and ignores cover. But the sonic weapon varies in strength depending on what unit type it is hitting. Absolutely crazy. Plus, it looks like someone strapped an 80s toy ray gun to some tank treads and said, jobs are good, and set it off to production. It is, it is horrible. <laughs> uh, but if you play Mechanicus, right, yeah. it's a hell of a lot of fun. And it does look exactly like the Ordinatus Minoris uh, from uh, Epic back in the day. So I've, I've got to give it points for that. Yeah, yeah. solid, solid choice. Yeah. Uh, Great Out Productions on Instagram said the Kaistus Assault Ram, a flyer that can deep strike carry terminators and also ram tanks and ground vehicles is just hilarious to me. A solid choice. Uh, I have no respect at all for the Kaisus assault ram uh, <laughs> because I have multiple thunder thunderbolts uh -huh. that fly around and provide cover. <laughs> um, but I, it does have a special place in my heart from, from its use in, in Gaunt's ghosts. Yeah. Plus it also has a large blast melter. Ah, so dumb. <laughs> uh, I awarded eight out of 10 points. There you go. Uh, our boy, Will, at Medusan Forged, uh, Sakarin Battle Tank. When I first saw 30K, it was pictures from an event, and everyone had a Sakarin in their list, and seeing them all painted in a rainbow of color was amazing. I instantly fell in love with it, and it's an iconic symbol of 30K to me. Almost every army I list hammer, I try to put some variation of Sakarin in it. And, and the best thing is, is again, if the rumors are to be believed. Will's first vision of 30K, wildly expensive. Everybody's got a Sikarin. Those things are fucking expensive. Yeah. Rumor has it, they're going to be in the box set? Sikarin or the Spartan? The Spartan. Oh, the Spartan. The Spartan in the box set. He's they're talking both, about They've both been rumored in plastic. 
a plastic Sakarin would be fucking amazing. Right? Suddenly you're not, ah, oh, good times. Oh God. <laughs> yeah, but, but he's right. Like of, of all the tanks in 30K, I think that one is the most iconic. It was definitely one of the first ones I got as well because it, it does, it is so unique to 30K. I never had as much luck as what apparently is every other single Horus Heresy player in the world has with it. Um, but I still would bring it out quite often. Yeah. Plus the Sakaran Arcus came out and then, you know, then it just got really rude. Uh, Garner.tree of woe on Instagram says, uh, the Mastodon, it's big, it's shielded and carries so many Marines. I like the Spartan for the same reasons with the added benefit of being able to fit them in your list. <laughs> that, that is a consideration to be sure. Yeah. Uh, I don't think I've seen a Mastodon outside of, uh, the, the bad, the big blam at Nova. Yeah. Uh, which but is a they shame. are a lot of fun. Yeah, they, they, yeah, it is. It is. This is why we need to bring back Epic GW. <laughs> Andy Hoare, if you're listening, he's not listening. It's fine. <laughs> um, uh, Diabolus Banco says Legion Saber. Hey, looks great. Performs any role you need it to, and its cost is easy to fit into a list. Yeah, this thing is less than a hundred points. This thing's yeah. like sixty-five. Uh, it's been a while since I actually played with it, unfortunately, because, you know, pandemic, I can only but. give it nine out of 10. You lose a point for thinking exactly like a Dark Angels player. <laughs> uh, M.Y. Mark says the Dauntless class light cruiser, fast enough and maneuverable enough to get right to where you need it and enough firepower to do something when it gets there. And it's a nice looking ship, too. Technically a vehicle, I'll allow it. Amen, <laughs> Hobby. From an aesthetic standpoint, definitely the Sakaran. Its look is so unique and aggressive, and it's a fantastic unit in the game to boot. Strong second would have to be the Proteus Land Raider. It is one of the most quintessential 40k, 30k vehicles ever, except for maybe the Rhino. It's true. I like it. Solid, solid answer. Yeah. Ophinton01 says, uh, for me, and some will say this is not strictly heresy, but it has to be the Macarius Vulcan. The Macarius chassis is the sexiest Forge World has ever produced, and the Vulcan armament looks incredible and plays well on the table. I have three Macarii, <laughs> all of which... Uh, can be fielded as Vulcans if I so chose. Uh, unfortunately, I picked up two during you know, mid-pandemic, so I haven't been able to, all three of them actually mid-pandemic, not been able to use them, but I am looking forward to the day, now long coming, um, that I can field two of them as a Lord of War and just laugh. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, not, not strictly heresy, but you can take them in the heresy. Uh, although I, I gotta say now that this is something that has me a little concerned. Um, cause obviously this being seventh, they just have that caveat of, yeah, anything from Imperial armor, bring it. Yeah. Um, we'll see what happens, but 2.0, I don't, I don't know if they'll be able to make it. <sighs> if you're giving vehicles, you know, different vehicles having different movement values, yeah. uh, they might, they might go, we're, we're going to put that in the back of our head. The carriers are great. Yep. Everyone should have one. <laughs> Speaking through up. Uh, actually, Nine out of 10, because it may be sad a little bit. <laughs> uh, Tisdale Michael says, uh, a pair of Vindicators with machine spirits deployed forward so they can fire on the move, dropping a lovely pie plate of doom and oftentimes catching the other guy by surprise. I'm sorry. You get zero out of 10. You've selected two vehicles. <laughs> <laughs> the, the wording clearly said one. <laughs> Actually, uh, but I, I do, I do love a vindicator. Oh yeah. Uh, I was also, yeah. 
But Predators and Vindicators were my two go-to choices when I first started playing this game. Uh, Ashley Elizabeth Davis says, I like the Barbie car because of the convertible top and fun pink color. What? Charles JO31 says, Achilles Alpha. Load up some Iron Havoc, delete tanks while the Alpha takes on infantry with war crimes. Can't argue with a good war crime. Uh, Purdy Abo says, Javelins all the way. Real fun and epic 30k. I know it doesn't count, but heck. With all the zipping around and popping tanks, plus they're sleek and floaty the way I like them. It does, in fact, count in epic 30k. Again, Andy Whore. Coming, I'm coming into your meat brain in your dreams because you're not listening. But for God's sake, uh, Fickiness, tiny javelins. <laughs> Fickiness 612 says it has to be the humble rhino. It does its job simply, but well for very few points. Plus, it serves as the basis for the Vindicator, the Whirlwind, and the Predator, which are all amazing. My Iron Wing Force has 11 rhino chassis, and it looks great having such a unified aesthetic across the force. Oh, also, the rhino serves as the base for the Emulator and Exorcist for the Sisters, which are also amazing tanks. I'm, I'm sorry, again, only 9 of 10. You're a Dark Angels player. <laughs> but yeah, I love the rhino, right? The rhino, like, to me... It's the Rhino is 40 K. Yes. You know, it is Warhammer 40 K and like big picture, like 40 K, 30 K, all of it. Mm -hmm. Lovely. DWC 1978 says Leviathan, not even close. Take everything you love about dreadnoughts and turn it up to 11. You know, he's not wrong. Void Imperatrix. Uh, did you, did you give him a score? I mean, we'll, we'll throw that an eight out of 10. Okay. Okay. It's a dreadnought. It, it doesn't have treads. It doesn't fly. But if Steven were here, he'd give it probably a 12 out of 10. So <laughs> it, it bounces out. Uh, Void Imperatrix says, I really like the Legion Glaive, as I am unhealthily obsessed with Volkite weapons. And I also think that dome turret on the Glaive and Fellblade is sexy as hell. Eight out of 10. Volkite is a war crime. Big Volkite is an even bigger war crime. As a militia player, I cannot allow it to stand. But it is a, they, and they're always beautiful. Yes. You know? Like a, a Volkite glaive. Uh, mm, they're, they're, they're always fun. pretty. Yeah, that was one of the first uh, Lords of War tanks that I painted up, actually, with an airbrush. Mm. Was a glaive. Mm. All right. On Facebook, Alex Seth uh, has a picture of his Knight Atropos, Animus Bellicosa, because nothing says fuck you like firing a black hole at someone. The man's not wrong. 10 out of 10. <laughs> uh, Ethan Revere says Lehman Russ, hands down the best mainline battle tank. Variety of variants and good front side armor. And he's not wrong either. 12 out of 10. All glory to the Imperial Militia and Lehman Russ. <laughs> it's a twofer. <laughs> uh, Chris Charn says the Storm Eagle. Not even a question for me. A decently armored assault gunship with heavy weapons loadout that can be tailored to a fair degree. Carrying a boatload of infantry into assault while blasting a Mega Man soundtrack in the back of head every second on that's on a field. Love it. Out of game, one of the most obnoxious things to build next to the Dreadclaw. Yeah, again, uh, any any flying transport, I just have so much disrespect for because I've, I bring two Thunderbolts and it just, <laughs> it's not a problem. But they, they are a ton of fun they, and they're pretty. Yes. Like in that ugly rock that flies way that Space Marine that, flyers are. That brutalism of the Space Marine flyer. Yeah, just like I don't need to care about aerodynamics. This thing has a fusion like jet engine. It will get from point A to point B without aerodynamics. Yeah. Uh, Flies in defiance of the gods that don't exist. Yeah. Uh, Chris Mack says, Debane Blade all day, an all-purpose super heavy tank that's impossible to beat. 
again, like I, I was going to give that a 10 of 10 because I do really like the Bane Blade, yeah. but he said impossible to beat. And Jerry has three of them chalked up on his on his wings. So you watch yourself. Mm. Uh, Chris Fiesel Orr says, Tarek's pattern assault drill. For I am beneath all of you, but nothing is beneath me. God, I hate those things. <laughs> they pop up out of the ground. They make you move stuff out of the way. Ugh. Trey, Sw- Trey Swanson says, how can one say anything beside the Dreadnought? They are iconic of the Tobal franchise, and Contemptors are that for 30k. Dozens and dozens of armies will field Talons, many incorporating their Legion ones. How many other vehicles have Legion-specific variants feelable in-game? Ooh, you know, now that that is an argument that I, I will rate that 10 of 10. Yeah. that Because that, that is the quintessential, right? Now nah, we'll call it a 9.5. Because that's not picking just one, really, if he's talking about the Legion-specific variants. Well, no, I guess those are, they don't, they're not any special rules. They're just cool kits. Yeah, 10 of 10. They're delightful. <laughs> Manny Kotlakis says, out of all the models I have, my glaive is my favorite. Because, uh, oh yeah, that's right. I gave, <laughs> I gave this to him for Secret Santa. Uh, shout out to Jesse Irvin for that Christmas gift and painting my favorite model to look at next to my Reaver Lords. You're welcome, Manny. Boy, that was so of 10, long ago. <laughs> 11 of 10. Uh, you know, greasing, greasing the host's ego. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Leonard Hume uh, says, I'm sorry, I botched that name right now, but I have too much drink in me. Leonard Van Hume, uh, Legion Glaive, Machine is a Monster, and a Weapon Gives a Nice Attack from the Mars vibe. Yep, yep. Bill Bonko says, his new favorite has to be the Saber Tank. Looks great and be, can be kitted to fit any role you need it to. I'm astonished the Saber is winning this. I mean, it's a delightful tank. Yeah. Well, I'm also not going through every single one. I'm trying to hit. Oh, just up. just the ones that work for you. Huh? Just well, also ones that we haven't repeated. But now I'm on Facebook, so I can't look far as quickly down fair, below. So fair enough. Uh, Zachary Alley says Zyphon fighter for me. Anything that just goes fast, really for the Coggin. They are sexy models, kind of a pain in the ass to put together, yeah. but they are pretty. And if you haven't gotten a set of the little Aeronautica Imperialis ones. Delightful, delightful to put together. Mm-hmm. 10 of 10. So what's the next question of the week going to be? So we we took a more in-game question this last week. Mm-hmm. So I think we should go back to a, a fluffy one. All right. Fluffy one, maybe. Um, all right. So we're, we're going to try, we're going to try this one here. Obviously, Warmaster Horus was a bad idea. <laughs> was a bad idea. Didn't go as planned for anybody, really, right? Mm. Uh, the Dark Gods can say, oh, we planned it all along. No, you fucking, you fucking lost the Siege of Terra. <laughs> Deal with it. So, the question for the week is, who should have been Warmaster Instead of Horus, I'm going to put a twist on this one. Mm-hmm. You can either pick a guy that you think wouldn't have caused the heresy at all. You know, somebody like, you know, Sanguinius, Dorn, whoever, mm-hmm. Magnus, whoever you, whoever you feel like would have been better at holding the Imperium together. Or conversely, who would have actually done the deed and killed the Emperor had they been in charge. Hmm. Okay. So, 
It's a twofold question. Twofold. Yeah. Which war master, who would have been the war master to protect humanity or Terra? Which war master would have fulfilled the emperor's vision? You know, it just. Okay. Yes. Or. And why? And why? Naturally. Come with arguments. Yep. So twofold question. And once again, next time we uh, record, we'll go through the questions and pick our favorites. And I'll probably just end up reading nearly all of them again. But uh, yeah, it's that's the question of the week. Um, or question of the episode. <laughs> I'm going to cover my bases there. <laughs> solid. Solid. Nobody will... You can edit that out in post. It'll yeah, be fine. Question, yeah. Question of the episode. Uh, once again, thanks for listening to another episode of the Remembrancers Retreat. If you enjoy us, you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at RR30K Podcast. Check out our website, RR30K.com. If you'd like to support us, go over to Patreon.com forward slash RR30K Podcast. And right now, we'd like to thank all of our patrons, starting with our Legion Praetor tier, Alex Self, Chaplain Asar, Chris Mack, Jacob Dillon, Garner.Tree of Woe, Joe from Music City Heresy, Luke Rizzuto, Matthew Boyce, Michael Tisdall, Mr. Baldwick, Nick Quenga, Rena the Floof, Sar Luther, Taco Tuesday Bus 22 Rock and Roll McDonald's, and What's Ligma? Our Legion Centurions, Aaron Maynard, Andrew N., Dave Jones, Duncan, Ed, John Christensen, M. Tanzer, Gore Crow, Nick, Son of Tacticus, Richard Bork, Void Emperatrix, and our Legion Sergeants, Agrippina, Emily O'Hare, Garrett Lowe, Jay DeSales, Jay Grammaticus, Carl, Nick Gillen, and the Zoy. Once again, thank you all so much for your support. We greatly appreciate it. And that's about everything I've got for tonight. This was a lot of fun, and Heresy 2.0 has got to be right around the corner at this point, folks. We can taste it. We can taste the heresy. So, stay tuned. We'll see you next time. Keep those dice rolling, and bye for now. Bye. Bye.